0: It is an honor and a pleasure, Wyatt. Oh, always good to be on the mic
1: with a Culver brother. There you go. Yeah, no, there's nothing like catching up with the boys.
0: Subscribe and
1: share to support the show. Showing heads of my
0: favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet with good vibes. The planet with good vibes. The planet.
1: it's time all right all right all right <laughs> i love humanity i think it's crazy it's all good man take the word you're searching for is space ranger the ham planet podcast
0: we are blasting <laughs> off of the galaxy <laughs> Get a proxy five top of the morning folks. Good afternoon and good evening ladies and gents. Welcome to the hand Planet podcast. I'm your host Peter Ham. and if you're new to the show tonight, love to see it. Happy to have you here. You showed up for a good time ahead. I'll tell you that. The show is about three things. Simple as that. Good vibes, great people, glorious stories. So if you're into that, stick around, take your coat off, take your shoes off, Grab a scotch, if that's what you're into. Soaking the good vibes, because they're going to be in abundance tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we have a COVID survivor, a Culver Military Academy graduate, class of 2010, baby. Great class, I gotta add. He is a proud father of triplets, which he loved that. He's got fourth on the way. Another reason to celebrate, proud son of an entrepreneurial titan. He's a damn good man, and I'm happy to see him. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Mr. Wyatt a Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you good, sir. Thank you for me.
0: It is an honor and a pleasure, Wyatt. Always good to be on the mic with a Culver brother.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, there's nothing like catching up with the boys. Like, you know, it's been a little bit for you and I. I mean, staying connected a little bit here and there, you know, hitting the oh, like yeah. button on all the Instagrams and, love to you see know, it. all those things. Checking out the girl dad life, you know, big supporter of that with, with my little girl and another girl on the way. And, uh, love that. You know, so, you know, but, uh, shoot, it's been what? I think the last time I saw you in person was Too long. your brother's wedding. Yeah,
0: in person. Yeah, yeah
1: I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's, yeah, well, too brother,
0: long. Too long. Too long. Too long. But, brother, great to have you on. How are you feeling? Feeling good?
1: Uh, you know, I'm feeling good. Feeling really good. Little, really good. A little tired at the end of the day. You know, it's... Uh, Hard day's work. Coming up on the end. Yeah, yeah. Hard day of work.
0: Well, brother, that's what we do as good men. Good fathers. Quiet, <laughs> yes. Wyatt, we're going to kick it off to... Preface to the audience, so they get to know who Wyatt McCloudski is. Brother, <clears throat> born and raised a lot in Indiana, but weren't yes, born yes. there. Brother,
1: no, I wasn't born there.
0: Where did Wyatt McCloudski originally come from? And uh, well, there's let's there's, get some cliff notes from from there.
1: There's speculations on that, so. You know, born in Roswell, New Mexico, or you know, as my family likes to say, dropped off. Um, right. If you know anything about Roswell, right? No. So,
0: aliens, town of aliens.
1: Hey, I didn't say it. You did. You didn't
0: say it, and I'm um, not saying that. <clears> sure. I'm just a Texan who saw it on the History Channel. <laughs> um
1: But yeah, born in uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Grew up in a little town called Artesia. Uh, that is where my father, Mike, had his. Uh, dairy farm at the time when when i was born um you know had uh my older brother gus uh, my younger brother troy and my little little sister the youngest of all jackie um to all of them we were yeah we were there for until i was seven um and then we ended up moving to indiana which was kind of a big journey for me you know i, I it's not like i was a super popular kid at that time shoot you're like seven years old like what you know it's just kind of yeah. like a change you're going through are people you know, even popular
0: just, at that age i, I,
1: I think so yeah, i mean i don't know a little yeah. bit i mean there's got it's got to there's be some, some hierarchy
0: degree. yeah
1: yes for sure for sure like there's like like my kids they're seven right now right so you know they're always talking about like the one or two guys or girls in their class right so i, right. I think so yeah but oh, yeah. anyway, right, moving, moving was kind of a, a big thing, especially going from desert climate to um, Midwest, yeah. Northwest Indiana, just humid, muggy, you know, mosquitoes were like a new thing, like the amount of mosquitoes, right? So, so many skaters. Oh, so many skaters. The accent. Oh, there you go. Right there. You know, I, <laughs> the, you... the the things you see. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know. I love my hometown. I love where I'm from. But, you know. So when did we get to to Indiana, brother? Would have been 98. 98,
0: 98, 99. And that put you
1: at? Seven years old. Seven. Okay. Gonna say eight. Seven years old. Like, moved there. Summer. Seven years old. Birthday's in October. So, you know, turned eight. You know, a couple months in Indiana
0: do you have memories of living back in new mexico
1: oh yeah man like i i can remember so much man um we lived in the middle of nowhere like i said i mean real desert country right but town the the town and school and all that was like a good 20 minutes away um but we lived out on the dairy um in the middle of nowhere like i said and um, uh yeah no i can remember so much man like there's uh Good memories of me and Troy jumping on the trampoline with like the crop duster, you know, going 10 feet over the house, coming to hit the field right behind the house, you know, making it feel like, you know, at that age that it's five inches above you. The crop and, you duster. Know, you're, 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 yeah, you're hitting is the field. And...
0: It's a farming machine,
1: right? Oh, I, God, I would hope I don't have to explain what a crop duster is to people, but I guess. You might.
0: I, I mean, not every. We got all walks of life. Yeah. We got all walks of duster.
1: life. This definitely yeah. is. A a healthy amount of people who probably are like, What's that? What, huh? Huh? Um, Like, I mean, just like you, I would hope you've seen some classic movie with a crop duster in it. Like a a, a small, you haven't seen
0: one. You know,
1: you're small, single or two seating airplane that, you know, goes over a field and sprays. There's all sorts of methods for application nowadays with all the technology we have. Matter of fact, it's a plane. It was this summer. Huh? It's a plane, small plane, very small plane. And it has. I'm actually it, it yeah, goes learning this too.
0: I'll be honest. Oh, God! I should know. Peter. Well, brother, you you grew up, <laughs> born on the farm, raised on the farm, That's farm true. life. That's true. I mean, you know, I'm not a city city boy. I have I have been before.
1: You're sound. You're I'm, sound I'm sounding in the like country. A city
0: boy. I'm sound. I. You know. I'm just trying to learn, brother. Maybe I want to be a I love. I love,
1: I love that you're saying that, and then I like look past you. <laughs> I'm not this, a city boy this is, or anything, but <laughs>
0: well, we used to live in the in the heart of this city, and then we were like, we need to be out in the land, closer to the yeah, wild, dude, the lands where it's at, closer to nature.
1: But closer. yes, yeah. Back to crop dusting. Crop dusting. Small plane fills up with you know different types of material to spray over crop you know to help with you know, whether it be insects whatever it may be right yeah <clears throat> some sort of application for a, a you know fertilizer could be anything to help and assist with plants so um you know and just to fast forward it i mean shoot this summer i was driving home from the dairy not our property but a different property um right. there's this huge truck in the middle of the road i've never seen this before and it's got this huge tank on it and it's got all the hazard signs on it. So I know it's some sort of material like a crop dusting material, right? I know it's going out into this field, but what I don't know is that right. this helicopter that's getting closer and closer is going to land on this top of this tank. It's got a helipad on the top. And then a this guy goes This is farming out, hooks equipment
0: with military. This is farming equipment style. today. This right. yeah, this yeah. is
1: today, right? This that's guy, that's you insane. know, lands the helicopter, the guy in the truck gets out fills it up and he takes it back off and keeps spraying the field i mean you know so from a small like really old school single seat plane to now helicopters with like really cool applications that swivel you know go out a little bit further so i mean so
0: that's been awesome
1: my uh, change yes i i don't think it'd be as fun like the way that a, a plane has to come in and swoop down really low like right. that feeling, like you could almost feel the pressure of that plane. Like it was so close, scary, right? It is, and as a kid, it's fun. Like you, you know, being a little dangerous is fun. Mike is as a flying. Kid.
0: Mike was flying that.
1: No, God, no, Mike, Mike, Mike doesn't know anything about uh, flying, planes or even 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 cars. I mean, his mother here. This will yeah. give you a little little note about Mike. It's Mike's
0: Mike's Wyatt's
1: dad? My father. Man, you know, Uncle born Mike. on the island. Uh, you know, born, I believe, in Pittsburgh, but raised up on the island of uh, Puerto Rico. And his mother knew that, you know, there was a, a certain type of crowd that was the mechanic car guy crowd there in Puerto Rico. And they tended to get themselves into a lot of trouble, if you will. We'll keep it simple. And uh, so my grandmother came no. up with this great plan to tell my father that, car engines love eating little boys and so my dad like as a young boy was scared of being around cars and car engines and like i mean obviously at some point he realizes this isn't true but that kind of stuff sticks with you for so long that you just don't have that interest that at the at the point of understanding that oh what, what i was told is absolute fabrication but but at that point it's almost like well i'm i'm so disconnected from this anyway i might as well keep doing what i'm doing so and he is I don't very him. mechanically um, uh set back in his ways for sure. That he doesn't know a whole lot about it. So you wanted
0: to keep him safe, which I could exactly. see. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a good idea for the time, you know, and the place.
0: Well, brother, love that story. But I know you have no fear when it comes to many things in life. So, brother, you um had a hell of a time flying on the crop duster made the move to indiana did we go to uh i know where we went to high school still in indiana about everything Mm -hmm. leading leading up to your time at the good old culver military academy was in indiana
1: yeah and i you know i i've always been a, a little bit of a troublemaker uh Quick that's background. On that. That's that's kind of why I ended up at uh, Culver Military Academy in the first place. It was it was a deal between my father and I. It was like, hey, you do one year, and if you don't like it, you don't have to stay there. Yeah. And like in my mind, I'm like, I cannot wait to get through this year and get back home. And you know, then then you you know you learn what Culver really you know is, and and yeah. the connections that come from Culver and how beautiful those connections are. And man, I I I couldn't wait to go back my sophomore year. I could not wait.
0: Yeah, I feel so, like that's such a uh, <clears> that common. Th- like that's basically the exact thing that happened with Chris, my big bro. He got sent to Culver originally for punishment, and it was like we yeah. didn't know Culver at all. Like for us, it was like, hey, this is just some. Um, military school out in nowhere you know yeah and, and then he fell in love with it so
1: yeah, yeah. It no, it's so easy to do it definitely is yeah
0: and it's uh a hard thing to describe to other people
1: you know i'm sure you i'm sure if you've got some steady followers they yeah i bet you they've got a pretty good understanding by now how many people you uh, you know oh, yeah. i can only imagine One. you've had uh
0: a healthy pretty amount. Good amount of
1: Culver grads, yeah.
0: Probably, uh, i say 20, 20 to 25% has been Culver.
1: Very nice. Yeah, that's a great well to fucking pick from. I mean, it, oh, you, can, great. you can always go back there. Uh, not not that just the average Joe or average high school or whatever it may be, he, like, isn't a good place to find stories. But, I mean, Culver like, people are when, just from uh,
0: all over, all different. Everything's yeah. yeah. Everyone's like got it. All story. walks
1: of life, man. Yeah.
0: All walks of life, brother. One thousand percent. Okay, Wyatt, so we got to the good old Culver Military Academy. We loved it. <laughs> and brother, you know what what was the life of Wyatt like after uh graduating and you know, growing as Oh, being man. a young man. Always a, being big a young learning man. chapter. I know I Oh yeah. I made, know, went
1: through it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, uh after graduating, I kind of just for the summer worked on the dairy. Just like a, I every every summer I would go work for my parents on their dairy farm and kind of help also help my mom out around the house and all the different things that she does for my dad and um, milk? Were you milking? You know uh, no, Before I wasn't machines? milking at that time. I was working over at the anaerobic digester, which, you know, where we take our manure and make, a, you know, a natural gas out of it, right? So,
0: which is, uh, uh, you know, turning that natural gas thing. either
1: into a, you know, in a fuel for a converted natural gas engine, uh, yeah, like yeah. carry some of our milk or.
0: Let's go to that really quick, brother.
1: Okay. Okay. So,
0: so one part of Ferox Farms is. Made- mm-hmm a fuel conversion facility or business or, mm-hmm. uh, or I, that's probably not the exact terminology, but from what I know you were just saying it as well, manure yeah, burns into fuel, helps yes. move
1: vehicles, machinery, I mean, farm we're, equipment. We're taking what is
0: what millions happens there, and bro?
1: millions of gallons of diesel off the road every year, right there. I mean, you're taking the, so many gallons of diesel off the road, every year on a transport vehicle you know just like your average semi um so you know that's huge in itself right there and and not only are they doing that they're also you know using that that gas that's collected they're using that to power the entire farm on that so i mean you're you're you have that and you have this converted natural gas station where these trucks are filling up with a full tank of milk that they're going to go haul off somewhere um I mean, it's just kind of like an incredible thing that's going on there, right?
0: Yeah, self-sustaining operation.
1: Yes, absolutely. Sustainability, transparency, everything. I mean, that's kind of the the some of the pillars my father kind of really built his business around. One
0: thousand, one thousand percent. That's why uh, one of the key reasons why I feel like he stands in a class of his own when it comes to farming innovation. Yeah. You know, you know, you know I'm a Ferox fanboy. So brother, what's the name of that process from the manure to fuel? Is there a name? conversion? it's just a-
1: anaerobic digestion. A- so anaerobic it, you know, digestion, digestion without air. You're you're creating what you're doing is you're having a bacteria basically consume, you know, the solids in this manure that go into this digester.
0: Poop from a cow, fr- manure, just for poop, poop everyone. From
1: it's yep, yep. healthy. It's, poop. Um, yep, and um, from that those that bacteria, they re- release a gas called methane, and we scrub that methane down and we turn it into a usable gas. Whether it's sending it, you know, creating electricity out of that, and you know, getting getting that to the grid. So when I say we power the whole farm off of it, it's not like we have this huge generator that the the natural gas goes to, and it creates like this actual, you know, it, power that goes to the dairy. It's, it is doing that. But what we're doing is giving back to the grid and the grid recognizes it as a credit. Right. So right. You know, I'm not going to get too far into it. Cause I honestly don't know f- as much. It's just, it's more picking yeah. my dad's brain when he's around. Right. But you no, know, there's, all these, gotta credits, and there's all, all these different types of credits that you can do with, with, um, with these you know, this natural gas, it,
0: it's fascinating.
1: I'm probably, I'm probably butchering this, but if you were to sit down with, with big Mike and he, and you he tells you all these things and where it's going and right. how doing things like this, like, you know, taking, taking manure and creating something and making energy out of it, doing things like this in the future, people are going to get, you know, a, a serious credit back on that. You know, because okay, it's very clear where we need to go as a as as the, for the future, right? We need to be sustainable, and we need to be able to, you know, take care of our waste streams and exactly try to yeah. find a way to take something that that is now known as waste and and make something of it.
0: One thousand percent.
1: Think think about a farmer. You know, I don't know how far back you have to go. Let's just say the fifties. I mean, if you would have told a farmer, hey, that 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 poop that you're just throwing out in the field. Yeah, one day you're gonna uh, a tr- uh, a decent You're gonna regret truck.
0: that. You're gonna regret <laughs> that, buddy.
1: <laughs> so a, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see where we have come um, and to hear where we're going. And uh, you know, Dad, if you're listening, which you know that'd be really cool if you are. Uh, sorry if I butchered anything. Um, I, I hope Mike's a le- <laughs> Mike's a legend. <laughs> uh, brick by brick, <clears throat> brick by brick. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Oh yeah, buddy. You know I Oh he's touching I, sentimental strings over here.
0: Anytime we're around Mike, I just I I just listen.
1: Yeah. Right so that's, okay. that's a
0: that's a good idea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, brother. brother oh yeah, buddy. We're talking the future. So farming been a massive part of your life.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say farming's been a huge ex- part of my life up until recently.
0: What excites you most about the future of farming?
1: Oh man, the most Um, hyped. I think. uh, Think what gets me most excited about farming, is the. Is not only the community that you get from farming, but what it does for the community that it actually directly affects and the more i see people getting behind that idea and driving really driving home that idea the more i see um the perception of dairy farming coming into a better light because let's be honest like i mean there's this there's uh, hack- yeah. There, there. I don't even know if it's halfway anymore, but I know yes, that it shouldn't be. Yeah, there's a lot of BS going on out there, right? I mean, I and, like and let me put it this way: like, I'm not going to say every dairy farmer out there is doing the right thing. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, look, not going to get look. too deep
1: into it, but everyone makes mistakes. Even our farm, you know, even our farm has some things happening on it that we wish yeah. we wish hadn't happened. So I'm not going to say every farmer's doing the right thing, but what I don't like is is the perception on dairy farming and what I'm most excited about is is the more people focus on oh, this yeah. uh, community of dairy farming and and what it does for its own community. Um I think that really has yeah. I think that has an effect community on it, the perception part, of dairy farming.
0: That, that community part you touched on I feel like is huge mm-hmm. and I know yes. a lot of people in Texas can relate cuz they, you know, a lot of Texas towns are just you go into the town. That, you get your farmers market stuff. You, you got your cattle. That was from I mean, old Rick down the street, and yeah, and no, it's like I, everyone I, I, loves everyone. They get along. They work together. They're better because of it. It's like the last, a great impact that farming can have on any community.
1: Yeah. Now, the last dairy farm that I worked on was actually down in texas um oh no way which yeah, one forgive me i forget i forget the name or what town uh i don't even remember the name of the town That's, uh so you it's got a, a lot small of town but my whole point is I mean, hour hour north of amarillo i could tell you that i would fly into amarillo and drive an hour north
0: oh up in the panhandle and, uh, oh yeah
1: buddy oh, and body. uh the old i got caught in a land hurricane out there was that fun um they have it's what was
0: horrible. that? Well, I I haven't been in one though. I've heard of them.
1: Uh, what it's happened? like being in a hur- It's like being in an actual hurricane, but there, it's like I mean, you're literally it's coming, it's coming from the land. It's not coming off the ocean. It's just a windstorm from hell. I mean, nonstop blowing. I mean, I'm talking about barns just getting ripped down. Yes. Just... But Jeepers. but to your point, but to your point, you know, this whole community thing. I I mean, I yep. literally that 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 town I was working in, there were more. And by by leaps and bounds, there were more cattle than there were people in that town. I mean, that town was nothing but farming. And and some damn
0: good people, I bet.
1: You go, oh man, the best. There are two places to eat in town. I knew everyone in town. I worked there for almost a year. You know, going working for a stretch and going home for a smaller stretch, and then going right back out and did that for almost a year straight. And yeah, um, the the people were, were the best. I mean, and I got to know a lot of the people from that town and, you know, I had a really good time with those people and they were really about community. Like they would have events every Sunday where, you know, people would bring stuff from this vegetable garden over here and, and, and this, you know, this, this farmer over here would bring this and, and they would have this big cookout and like, it was, it was really about a community. Yeah. And, and, uh, and like, those are the things that I am most excited about for dairy farming. Like I could get into the robotic side of dairy and I could get into all the technology that's coming along and and where it's going to take us and lead us with efficiency and tracking and all these different things. But right, I think what really gets me most excited is what I've said.
0: I agree. And I love that. I think, um, yeah, the, the futuristic stuff. I mean, yeah, it's great. It's always great to make the process more efficient but at the end of the day you know we're all we all have life on this earth but are we really living and i know those farming communities they're living they're living good they're working together we need more uh we need more communities that are able to feel that I feel like one thing, you know, when people live in major cities, it gets to a point that they don't even really understand what that way
1: of life could be like. I mean, yeah, no, I completely understand, man.
0: And it holds a ton
1: of value. You you know the 2% number when it comes to agriculture, right?
0: Brother, what is the 2%
1: number? 2% of the population is involved in agriculture. Wow. From that goes from the farmer all the way to the guy who sells the farm of the seeds, all the way to the guy who cuts the crop, all the way to the guy who loads the crop, all the way to the guy who drives the crop. That's I mean a it's lot. such a small percentage. A lot of
0: people they're feeding.
1: It's, it's a tiny percentage of people that feed such a large amount of people. So, like you said, just the type of people that, that takes <clears throat> it really it, it really takes a a person who's about their community and not only their community, but can look out and and see everyone else in their communities as well and where they come from and and what it takes. And
0: It's a very um, uh, like, uh, I don't want to say very communal thing, but very unselfish, like path of life. You hit it on the head, man. That's the best way to say it. Shout out to all of our farmers. Yes, God, shout God out bless.
1: everyone in agriculture. Everyone. God bless them, brother. God bless yeah. them. Yeah. Been there and uh and I've seen it and it, it it is tough work and um you know little recognition for a lot of people. But the, you know it goes a long way. And we see you.
0: Thank a farmer, ladies over and gentlemen. Here on planet, here. We see you.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. If you're hearing this message right now, <laughs> Give a farmer a good old thank you today. Should do it every day, but make sure you yeah. do it, brother Wyatt. So okay, so um farming, helping mom a little bit during the summers. Yeah, then hanging out um, the house, and then we have triplets.
1: Yes, which yes. is amazing. Well, man, there's a, there's a lot that happens. In I know there's there, a lot, but absolutely, but, brother. Yeah, so, I mean to sum it up, it, it's it's, you no. Know, college and and you know getting Love a girl college. pregnant right yeah huh. college is the best yeah, right i mean <laughs> uh, my guy my guy um, But right i
0: i mean because this is a topic we could probably talk on forever because the old yeah surprise oh uh, but your surprise God. was with three brother
1: yeah Yeah, that's that's quite the the story of of the floor falling out from underneath me. It's actually it's actually a good story. It's like um, it's how I try to look at some things in life. Like, so I I I figure out that the mother of my children is pregnant, and you know, it it is what it is. We got to kind of figure out some things, but um, we go in because she's not doing too good, and we're a little concerned, and so we go in. To the doctor and they do just like a quick heartbeat monitor over, just to make sure the baby's okay. And this midwife that's doing it, you know, kind of, I'm just her head just like shoots up, and she smiles, puts the machine down, and she says, "I'll be right back. I need to go grab a doctor." And I immediately knew and said out loud, Shh, "They're going to come back in here and tell us we're having twins."
0: twins and twins, the doctor walks
1: twins. in, and before they can even say anything, I go you're going to tell us we're having twins. And the doctor goes, you're good. How did you know? And I said, well, she smiled and looked like she, like she found something else. Like that was just what she looked like. She's like, what was that? Like surprised. Oh, and I was, yeah. I was like, okay, well you wouldn't be smiling if like something was wrong. Right. So I kind of did And she said, yeah, you're right on You, You guys are having twins. There's two heart. We heard two different heartbeats. Listen. And then they did it again. And but so just, tw- I'm sharing this story yeah, at the actual ultrasound a week later, with the woman who's doing the ultrasound, and, and I And it probably like with, the talk
0: of the. Uh,
1: oh it's yeah, like, oh, last week she's yeah. she's literally getting the machine on. She's putting the the jelly on the belly, and yep. you know she starts doing the ultrasound, and I and I and my story ends right when she starts, and I say jokingly, so don't yep. tell me there's a third one in there, and. <laughs> And when she does a full swipe, yeah, she just stops and like is pale white, and it just looks at me, and she goes, "There's three in there." And I I, just like out loud, I go, "You're fucking with me, right?" She, she, this is word for word what she says back. She goes, "Sir, legally, I am not allowed to fuck with you. You are (laughs) having three children." And like right there the floor fell out. And from you're underneath. What's
0: what's the age of Wyatt at this moment?
1: Uh twenty-four. Twenty four four young last young man. Lost. Just lost.
0: Lost. lost. I mean I mean twenty four bad yeah. Yep.
1: Bad egg there.
0: Oh no. But um a wise egg.
1: No, at that time <laughs> that guy was I mean, I was uh, you know. I, I can gladly say it now, right? I'm I'm almost six years clean. I was a bad cocaine addict back then, and you know, even even yeah. in a couple couple months into my children's lives, I was an addict. So, you know i I was a bad egg at that time, man. You know, hurting a lot of people that love me, and and doing a lot of hurt to myself. And right. uh, but you know, I found you know interesting fix, to say. I truly,
0: I, brother. That's that's uh, awesome.
1: Yeah. No, yes. no, I can, I, I, you know, I like, I like sharing things like that. I like being relatable. <laughs> you know, I hope, I hope somebody hears this that's going through a hard time or, or, you know, maybe it's just, is struggling with something and they can kind of relate to this. You know, if, if I could do that for one person, it'd mean the world to me. But you know, I, for me, Hell, I yeah. found, I found, um, you know, my, that my family and my friends, when I, when I came out and I confronted this about myself, you know, I like, I told everyone, um, you know, it was incredible to me, the support that I received, right. The love that, the forgiveness that, that I was given right over and over again. That's, that's kind of some, uh, something I see in my life where I've been, been forgiven by, you know, my parents a few times for making some bad decisions and I've been forgiven for friends for doing the same thing. And, but this was, uh, this was like something that really hit home for me. This is honestly like where I, I, yeah, I say, yeah, um, I say this is like where I found God. I found God and, and my family and friends forgiveness for what I did. And, you know, there's, there's other times later down the road where, you know, I've made mistakes in my life that I won't get too into detail about, but those, those mistakes, you know, ended up causing me and some others, some real pain. And, you know, again, I found God, through their forgiveness right and i i was given another chance and some things in life and and um that that I redemption that. is really truly the the sweetest thing in the world you know it, it i think it changed me as a person i thought you know being a father was going to change me i thought you know i in my mind somewhere i was hoping that i could get away from this crazy addiction because i was going to be a father but i was just basing right. that off of the fact that i'm going to have a kid and i hope that changes me i, I wasn't ready to change for what i was and
0: yeah and brother i think uh a good thing that i love you said is how the way other people treated you forgave you were like accepting helpful and like showed that they still cared a shitload about you even though maybe Mm -hmm. in your mind at the time you're like, Like they probably don't want to, they don't want to deal with us. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's,
1: it's, it's, I, I know, like, I know that they forgave me, but I know at the same time, like, you know, when I came out about that, you know, being an addict, I know some of my siblings like were really mad at me, like, but they showed me forgiveness. Right. But I know deep down they were mad. I'm sure the same thing about my parents, right. Well, they were probably mad, but more than anything, they realized like, you know he's really lost right now and he needs help and their forgiveness yeah. really like show me that way.
0: Yeah. So. It, and it's it's a pretty remarkable thing, like how the way someone else will treat you can change what how you act. Like pretty uh mind blowing phenomenon that Yes. I think people should always think about like, hey, you don't necessarily have to tell everyone what to do, but if you're just a good person to them, it can change their life completely. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah. I I um definitely sound like that happened for you, brother,
1: for a few people, I bet. Yeah, a few a few people and a few different times. So, you know... And,
0: the, and there's always going to be some who are just like, nope, don't want to deal with it, not... you. Yeah, you know, I have definitely off burned my the... bridges. Well, I mean...
1: I, I have definitely burned my bridges, that's for sure. But, you know, um, I I can say, like, even though I've done, you know, like I said, a lot of things, I'm, I'm really happy to go through some of those things. I wish I didn't have to hurt some of the people that I did, but, like, the lessons that I learned from those made it worth going through them for me, right? And 1,000%. I think when people see that, through your change I think they can accept it as well like it, it was a good thing even though it hurt them like they see the change and they can accept it for a good thing
0: yeah yeah no I, I couldn't agree more and I I always try and think about if, when someone's going through anything like that I've gone through things like that and I always try and think about okay how how can I how can I just make this person, help them be better, but not, you can't, you can't really tell it. much, many people what to do step-by-step step and it happen. I mean, that usually sometimes makes people do the opposite.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: When it comes yeah, to their, I, their I... life as a whole, you know.
1: Yeah there's there are very few people in this world where you can do exactly what you just said say something and they just take it and absorb it right and and they don't get upset or they don't you know they don't exactly what you said just do the no. opposite it, because it just pissed them off so bad like hey don't do this well, fuck you I'm going to do it anyway right i wasn't even going to do it before but just because you said don't do it i'm going to do it when
0: th- i've probably done I, that I, myself I, I do I do that still sometimes times. like with little shit yeah. with little shit yeah. they'll be like Oh, uh, you don't eat the full steak. Like, just you know, it's for it's made for four people.
1: Like, leave some. Uh,
0: you know just be like,
1: ah, oh, you don't think I need the whole thing? And then three packets of Alka-Seltzer later, like you still are just yeah. dying. You're
0: still yeah, yeah. sweating meat. Yeah, <laughs> but brother, to uh to speak on that story, man, I uh I know I appreciate hearing it. I don't take some fucking balls to be open about those things. It's 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 manly to talk about the shit you've been through and yeah. the shit you've done and what you've learned and be fully open and transparent about it. It's, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of courage. A lot of yeah. people don't do it because it's not hard. But
1: yeah, in you reality, know, I, I think
0: I, you know, it's very, it's very valuable.
1: Yeah, no, I think I realized that right away that like, not only, not only is it like, make me feel good, in the, especially in the beginning, like it made me feel good to talk about that. um, Just to get it off my chest, like over and over again, they let people know that like, Hey, I've made mistakes, but I'm really trying. Um, It, it just, it felt good. And I realized right away, like, you know, talking to some friends you know that some of my friends maybe started viewing some things that they were doing a little bit differently maybe they were abusing something
0: you know 100%. some substance
1: or uh, you know something and they they just looked at it and saw that as like what you said it's like hey man that was really brave for you to say that and like one of my friends actually like came out to me and was like hey man I'm I've been abusing opioids like real bad like that's that's where I've been you know when Tough. I when I disappeared Brood. for periods for a time you know and i kind of was like his sponsor you know like it was somebody and and, you know we had we've had our ups and downs you know i i when i quit i quit and i was done like that was it and i haven't i haven't been back to it i have i I have been around it you know um just because it's it's get it gets pulled out or it gets offered at certain times and i'm just like hey you know i don't one the very first time it ever happened, I right. I, I declined it, and then a, a guy kind of really pushed it in my face, and you know, if I got offended and I took it personally because I was just this guy ass. didn't know my story. No, I I blew it off. The he was shoving something in my face, and I blew it off, and he got mad, and I just you know I told him to piss off, and and it was nothing escalated from it. But I realized after that I didn't need to do that. I could have just walked away because yep. you know this guy doesn't know my story right he just thinks i'm like uh, you know maybe i'm a pussy and i don't want to try cocaine but really <laughs> if he knew my story i'm sure he would never no pull it out in front of me right so yeah no no sir um but
0: well brother uh, nice... i was
1: done with it and this guy you know this guy that i was trying to help is kind of up and down but i can i can i can say i'm real proud of him now because he's kind of off that train and you know he has been for a long time you know he's doing a little bit better in life, and you know he looks good, and th- and so like doing those things, it feels good. So anytime like I, you know, I've helped a few people in life. Anytime I hear that type of yep. response to being open about that, I, I, I try to do anything I can to help.
0: I love it, bro. I, I think, um, I think it would be great if more guys, men, can have that view on on things like that because they can help a lot of people because yeah. guys usually are the people who've seen the most shit been through the most dug through the trenches been to this place where God knows you don't want to go back or done X, Y, or Z where they all died. And Good to, good to, uh, good to share. Good to just yeah. share. because no, of I, uh,
1: Yeah. Any time I can share that I like to. Especially like a platform like this, like Hell yeah. Anybody listening, like I said, one person and take it to heart.
0: I, I know I um I know it will be one or a hundred or <laughs> who knows? Could be could be millions one day, brother. We'll see. One day. Brother, love to see it. All right, Wyatt So brother, three kids.
1: So 24. now it's now, yeah, twenty-four, three kids. Now and now your
0: kids are how old? Um, or they're, they're, they're younger. Se- they're
1: gonna be. They're literally gonna be seven in two. I think, three weeks. Love it. Three weeks since some Four weeks, depending on when this episode comes out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it will it, be out. Um, probably next week. Yeah. All
1: right. If yeah, not so, sooner. So three weeks. <laughs> what what day do they we need ask. to
0: send a present?
1: March twenty
0: second. You know, funny story. March twenty second. Oh yeah. It'll be out before yeah. this. That'll be a good we timing
1: We were in the hospital early with those kids because they the, the mother of the kids is a very small woman. So um we're on bed rest very right. early. And uh right. you know, so they they're seeing us for this long time. We actually ended up doing a pool, a bedding pool with the doctor staff of nine people. You know and and when is this baby going to be born and we had i had a little journal that i was like just drawing in or whatever like playing tic-tac-toe or whatever doing stuff in right the writing Love and um, i had a page with all the doctors names and their date that they picked and like everyone everyone that wanted to be a part of this right and I, my lucky number is 22 just has been since i was a little kid no significance no player no nothing just i like spiritual two connection twos one one is not enough three threes is too much two two that was it and so um wasn't. you know uh, um so we're drawing on the notepad. so 22 22 was the you know I, I was picking okay 22 should be the date knowing obviously you know nine months maybe we get eight months out of this um i knew kind of around where it would be so i picked you know, two two as the date, lucky, right? And there's three of them. So I was like, you know, it's going to be born March twenty. You were trying.
0: You were trying. Were you trying to get and one? And I picked
1: that. I picked nine months earlier. Trying to get a kid? No. Oh no 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 no. Okay. I can't say no enough. Right. Very happy that I have the kids now and wouldn't change a thing. But one thousand. No, I was not.
0: Hey, it ha. That ha- it happens.
1: Yes. So, just like Drake
0: um, says, you can always bet on fatherhood. Yeah. So we're drawing yes. in the notepad. Twenty-two.
1: Yes. Uh. Yeah. I picked that number. Kids are born. Three twenty-two. So, I was the winner. won't well, I, I, I won't not... say there was money because I don't think you're allowed to bet in a hospital. So that it wasn't money. It was for lollipops. But I won a bunch of lollipops.
0: I I don't know if there's. I bet there's was there gambling restrictions in casinos or gambling restrictions in and, hospitals and,
1: and, and i w- I would imagine so it was very like you know like it I said it was a lot specified of stuff. yeah i'm I'm not it may have been something else but yeah and brother anyway, we got a fourth so on the way or yeah 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 well you're jumping you're jumping we're, we're jumping yeah, we'll get
0: there we'll get there', we'll get there. We're Let's just keep, we're
1: almost we're almost linear here so we'll keep it We'll yeah, keep it going, right? So kids, great. kids are born. And um, for the first, I think it was seven or eight months, maybe nine months, we stayed at my parents' house. You know, everyone, my my brother was living at home at the time. My sister was still at home. Um, you know, getting help, you know, as much help as we could get. You know, eventually hired some nannies at nighttime because it was like, I mean, it was three of them at the same time. And it deep be one- one would wake up and then get them to sleep and the next one will wake up. And so you'd be up for hours on end. I yes. think, I think I clocked in 83 hours straight one, one go. And that's where I like, that's, that was the last straw where I was like, Hey, I, I, I need help at nighttime. Like we need to hire a nanny at nighttime. And I wasn't working at the time. Cause it was, I mean, it was, what that's am I like, job. What are you supposed to do at that point? Right. So parents are helping me out big time all with the plan of, you know, I'm I'm talking to a company that was based out of Wisconsin that does automation on dairy um, manure management equipment, which is kind of like what I started to really fall into yeah. when it came to dairy. Um, and so I realized very soon that I was going to have to move up to Wisconsin to be a part of this company. Um, and yep. so I moved up there and still, um, still hadn't you know, quit doing Coke, you know? So I, again, I'm still not the best guy. Right. And I'm at this job for a little while. I do. Okay. But you know, just obviously not making good decisions in life, just not having my head on straight. Got, it just got me fired eventually. Not that I was doing drugs on the job or anything like that. I just kept making silly mistakes that my boss didn't want to keep having to pay for. So, you know, he let me go. Um, you know, I ended up having to move back home and and that's kind of when things really like fell apart for me. And it came out that, you know, I was, I was doing these drugs and, you know, I, that's where the mother of my children and I really just kind of split ends. And, uh, she ended up kind of moving into a, a house kind of close to my parents' place. And, you know, I kind of was able to keep connection with the kids and, uh, and yeah. um, i was working on the dairy um through a different company now um you know just still working on manure management equipment and i uh, battling back i and, yes now i'm clean right but you know i'm
0: now this yeah, is 6 years ago
1: yeah i must have been 290 300 pounds at this time really uh really yeah really overweight like once i quit yeah bro I mean, you I was pretty that fat tech? during I was pretty fat during like doing cocaine which is funny like you know already laying good good East Coast comic back to that
0: um, oh yeah, you yeah a don't joke about to... being the
1: only person uh only person to, to get fat on cocaine and like I was like no 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 I, me too like and I'm sure there's others but um
0: well, you do. You know, do it, you do it all night. You, you don't
1: eat. But yeah, you yeah, eat like three binge eat. pepperoni oh, like, yeah, pieces. Exactly. Like, exactly, it's a mass. Exactly. Allegedly, allegedly, right? Allegedly, Alleged, um, according to
0: scientific
1: <laughs> um, yeah, studies. You, you missed that. <laughs> it's only for
0: entertainment purposes, only.
1: <laughs> so, well, you know, like I've got myself clean. I'm starting to view life differently, but I'm not in. I'm not in really good shape, right? And. It took me a little while to realize like big, needed to change that. Uh yeah, Big Wyatt. Big Wyatt was hunting one day and there was actually some guys that I had no like literal poachers, like you know, a guy just drove up in my field where I was hunting and uh, you know, I I was kind of freaking out. I was like, I gotta go I I gotta go stop this guy. And I go to run to my car, which is in the woods, so, so, he, so in, he would have never seen me. And I'm I'm running, right?
0: Indiana guy, just so some Indiana. I, I
1: yeah, yeah. I, I ended up catching up to him, and it's just some guy. And I, I had the police come check his tags just in case he was a felon. He was he was. He said he was just looking at the deer, but you know,
0: yeah, sure you are. We let
1: him. He he had a warning, but he the DNR was told that you know he was over there. But anyway, that's a longer story. But, I was, I, dude, I swear I was gonna have a heart attack. Like when I got to my car from running, I mean, I've never had that like heart of a feeling in my chest. I honestly thought I was having a heart attack. I was like, my heart was just working so hard. I was so out of shape. You know, the drugs. I'm sure took a real hard toll on my my heart as well. And so, like, yeah, it it, it hit me where I was like, holy shit, man. I'm like, what at that God. time I would have been, I would have been twenty. 20 Five at that point. Maybe just turning twenty-six because it was hunting season in October. So yeah, I'm twenty-six years old and I feel like I'm gonna die of a heart attack. I mean and here. at that point for me, I was like, I've gotta change this, right? So I started like I, I started dieting, you know, started just eating a, a lot better, just making like little little changes here and there. And break by break. Uh, Yeah, break, break, by break here, right? break there. And um, you know. You know, kept working for this manure management company and I started, I I did a little bit better and better for myself and, you know, I started getting to go to to shows and, you know, trying to sell equipment at at shows to dairy farmers all over, you know, certain places. You know, I ended up going to the World Dairy Expo, right? So, you know, Expos out in California, you know, all these fun things. Yeah, I had a great time and I learned a lot and like, you know, life started really rolling in a good, good direction for me and, you know, some things happened with the company and I ended up getting laid off. Um, and right. at that point I was, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I didn't, I didn't want to stop doing sales and kind of having fun like that. But, you know, at the same time I've got kids and I wouldn't mind not being on the road, but, um, really quickly right. just with dad's help, you know, connections all over the world with dairy, I ended up working with another manure management company. Um, and Ended up love, working love. in a couple different areas. And then, like I said, the last place I ended up working was, you know, an hour north of Amarillo. And, um, Amarillo you know, some things morning. happened on, yeah, some things happened at my family farm, you know, and that caused me yep. to end up quit, you know, leaving that job. I came back home and, uh, really kind of helped out with what was going on. And, you know, I did that for like, shoot, I think the next, year to a year and a half um and towards the end of that time uh although i like what happened you know really brought me and my family really close together and not yeah. that we haven't been close it just brought us even closer together and uh you we all got back, to work together providing again providing
0: great values. Yeah, we were all at home helping and... out
1: at, at, the, at the farm like all of us. all yeah. the kids mom dad everybody right so um okay. uh, you know even though it was a great time for what it was, um, like I, I kind of felt lost at the end. Like I, I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to continue doing. And I, and I really didn't want to go back out on the road anymore. At that point, I really wanted to focus more with my kids as they were getting older and, you know, getting to spend that time with them became more valuable, right? Like, you know, they are truly understanding things in a different way than just being a, you know, a two maybe even like three year old, right? Now they're four or five, you know, years old and they're people they're telling you things and and yeah and, and, and I don't want to miss this stuff, you know, where yeah. you know I I can I can say like in the earlier stage, like um, you know, I loved it and I was really good at it, but I loved yes. when like they started talking and you could kind of get oh, a little yeah. rowdy and wrestle and do all these fun things. Like that mm, is where percent. I turned into super dad. Like oh yeah, I mean, my parents will tell you I was super dad from the beginning, you know. But that for me is where I felt like super dad.
0: Like, there's only so dead. much you can do with, like, you know, a little baby like this exactly. when you're a baby exactly. Yes, you know, guy. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I fully agree, bro. It's uh,
1: I, I was ready to be home. it's a special you know, thing. When crazy. Be alive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. But yeah. this, you know. I, I I felt lost, like I didn't know what I was going to do, um, and like all at the same time, like where I am now and the wonderful woman I am with today, like kind of all almost happened simultaneously. Like um, of God, I think, I think, I think the job came first, right? So, um, you know, I I live in this little town called DeMotte, Indiana, uh, Northwest Indiana. Out in the up 219 the region if any you know there's some Culver people listening to this they might be from the region what up what up stop by open uh 8 30 to 6 monday through saturday Shout the plug come through um
0: definitely <laughs> this is a recommendation uh, five star uh, google review for me so and many others uh um, <clears throat> this
1: I mean, I've lived here since I was seven. Like I said, I've been shopping since I could drive. I've been a food fanatic for a very long time. Let's go back. Since I was like seven, eight years old, I've been, you know, making omelets for all my friends at sleepovers. I mean, really nice omelets for a seven, eight year old. Like, you know, better than your your guy at a, you know, a four or five star, you know. No, no, I I hop is a shame. I'm talking about the guy that makes the little omelet in the corner of the the nicer hotel. Yeah, yeah, maybe for not four Rich. seasons. Rich fourth, a, yeah, the double four seasons. tree. Double tree. Her, that guy. or that guy. Yeah, and me, double tree. Like, I could stand right next to him and do what he was doing. Like, I loved cooking since I was a little kid. Like, I've watched my mom and grandma cook um, since I was so little, and I've loved it. And yeah. I just, you know, I've always had this um, sense of entertaining people through food. Like, I just like that feeling of, you know, cooking for people, getting their reaction. You know, all these yeah. was, Flipping uh, the
0: omelette gets everyone yeah, it was fired a <laughs> up. <laughs> yes. The,
1: the no, no, no spatula. Just the, the good old wrist.
0: The old wrist a why What? Got a quick question. Real quick, brother. Asking about okay. your bounce back. Okay. In regards to it, what was like the one main factor or change or the just one main thing that helped you bounce back? that you could kind of pinpoint.
1: You know, um I think I think it's hard working out, reading, I, no, being with no, people, I, church. It sure. was it was being with people. It was being with people. Like I'm not a big church goer. I'm I'm a big God guy, but I'm not a big church goer. Right. Um but for me it was being around people. Yeah. Uh, especially the people who love me and um you know that that's what really yeah. got me through it
0: yeah and there's the same dopamine and endorphins that come from
1: mm-hmm. you know doing... let me let, let me stop you yeah. there i will say the one thing outside of that that helped me and this is where something i've talked about already it really fell into place yeah. was comedy like and and specifically like i started listening to a lot of east coast new york Comics, like, and and yeah. that brought me. When you said the dopamine, the serotonin, that feeling that like was so low for so long for me after that because I was just derived of it. Yeah, um,
0: the receptors probably. Yeah, they were famous. shot. They were yeah.
1: shot. And yeah. what brought me back was comedy. I mean, shout out Big J. Okerson. If you don't know him, shout I mean, out. it's 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 rowdy, it's raunchy. Um, it's I'm real. i talking about. Cubic hair in your dick hole type shit, like raunchy. Um, yeah, no, but very, very good comic. Very you can great, laugh uh, and cat- feel
0: genuine oh, happiness. Yes, yes. From yes. just watch it or listen. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that's what got me truly. Like that. That's what really got me through like those tough times oh, yes. of feeling. That's good.
0: That's great. Empty because like
1: you can feel good around like your family, but like to, to right. have that laugh. Like to laugh about something like that, that oh, yeah. really triggers something in your brain, right? Like, and that really helped me. Something so that, the hypothalamus
0: that, starts going off, or that one of the
1: things of the yeah, brain, one of those, not a brain, actually. Yeah. Um, but that, what that really got me through it, and that's what developed such a love for comedy. Like, and I, I have such a love for it, man. Man,
0: me too, me too, and it's like amazing what the power of it the power of laughing the power of just for lack of a better term just dicking around being funny yeah goofy
1: yes 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 yes. talking a little shit like if you like that you gotta you gotta check out hey babe
0: most people i feel like most people do or if they don't they're maybe a little too tight around the edges but you know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a like dad those dad.
1: types of podcasts are just the absolute best, man. Just like you're saying here, like just right. good, good vibes, like good vibes, good story, great stories like that. that good vibes, about. great
0: people, glorious stories, brother.
1: There you go. Shit,
0: you you were close. All we'll right. count it. We'll put them down for one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wyatt. So appreciate you. Appreciate uh Giving some insight on that, because I know that will help yeah. people. And that's honestly yes. an answer. I feel like people haven't told the world much. They're probably yeah. like, yeah, I, mean, I, I worked out. I I ran like ten miles every morning. You're like, Oh, okay, yes. great. I gotta yeah. do that Not if I wanna quit. That. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So no, there's different ways. Hell yeah. I, and I would that's say a first and way. foremost, having having a belief system really helps, but you know, and then you gotta find what really what makes you laugh like yeah. I would say that's 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 what you have to do you have to find something that just makes you laugh one thousand
0: percent and I and I will say one thing I mean that has helped me when I've struggled with things is really just building confidence by doing what I say and you know it it, it you gotta start small and then Kind of build it up, but that's like a big foundational piece, in my opinion. Which I'm still late to some things. I'm working on it. (laughs) You know, it's a a powerful thing, yeah. And laughing in between, following through, Mm -hmm. and then things just start clicking. And then next thing you know, you got a beautiful wife. uh, Yeah. A new... Were you saying you got new a business. New, new business?
1: Yeah. So, so literally, right where I was left, leaving off in the timeline, like I, yeah, I, uh, I used to shop at this butcher shop, you know, real old school butcher shop in my hometown. Right. Um, and I've been shopping there since I was like 16, 17 years old. And all wow. the way up until, you know, literally, I'm in there at the beginning of the week, at the end of the week, my dad says, Hey, can you, you know, can you meet me at the house at five on Thursday? I I really want to sit down and talk to you about something opportunity for you. Love that. Okay. And it's funny, like I was saying earlier, I mean, I'm feeling like kind of lost at this point. I don't know what I want to do. I don't, I know I don't want to go back on the road, but I don't know. Do I want to keep doing dairy? Do I want to work on dad's dairy? Do I want to try to go work for another day? I don't know. I don't know what I wanted to do. 100%. And um, I get this offer from my dad he was offered to buy this butcher shop in my hometown. The, the the guy who owned it wanted the dairy to buy it.
0: The butcher and shop my dad you would go a, to?
1: My, yes. And my dad and nor the dairy wanted anything to do with it, but he, he did reach out and say, you know, I think my son might want something to do with this. And, you know, we took a look at it. We sat down and... You know, long story short, um, you know, here we are a year and two months later. I've been, you know, I've been the proud owner of that butcher shop in this lovely town of Demont, and you know, oh, I, love I love going to work every day, even though it can be incredibly stressful, at, especially at certain times of the year, like holidays and whatnot. A um, lot of meat. I, I love what I do. I really do, day in day out.
0: What do we do at the butcher shop? Just <clears throat> so well, I've never been a butcher.
1: I mean, but I love mean- butchers okay and i love sound. so there's you know there's and a couple I love different things i you know i don't i don't mean to if anybody by calling myself a butcher but i learned you know just for a year and a half i worked for this gentleman before i actually bought the business from him so um i Found say a, a ye- i say a year and two months that's how long i've owned it but really it's been you know almost three years since i've been there so i learned the ropes before i took over um I learned how to cut off a of box meat. So what that means is like, instead of getting a quarter of a cow or a whole half of a cow and breaking down each primal piece for what it is, right. I get the actual primal piece by itself, right? So I'll order a box of ribeyes or, you know, boneless ribeyes or uh, chuck rolls or New York's or flank steaks or whatever it may be, right? Oh, and so then- good. I, you know, I clean those up, I trim them, I, you know, I cut them for steaks or for roasts or whatever, whatever I'm doing with that specific cut. Um, and, you know, I offer it to my customers at whatever price, right? So, you know, for this, this first year, I really tried to keep, um, you know, it's, it's been one guy's place for the past 30 years, right? He's really built an name right. for himself and for, for the business, which is called Yester Years. Um, and a lot of people. One know more time, one more time, brother. Yes, yester years, yester years, and yester years. Can we get so can, like years if we're listening right now? Cast. Could we
0: could we pop by and get a steak or?
1: Yeah, uh well, not right now, but yeah, did, not like, like tomorrow not, morning at, at nine tomorrow. o'clock. <laughs> I had to, uh... but yeah, but, no, like you can stop buying a steak. Hell yeah. I mean, I I I, I love that. taking people around the shop. Like when I hear, when I can, there's a few things that I see, you know, cues or even sometimes people will say it out loud. Like I've never been here before. I don't know what to get, you know. But I, sometimes I'll see people looking around at like everything, and I'm like, you know, maybe that person is doing. So, and I haven't seen them before. And I don't recognize them. And I'll just walk up and say, you know, hey, folks. I, you know, you need any help finding anything? And most of the time, if they've never been there before, at that point, they'll just say, hey. I'm not it's my first time here. I don't know, you know, I don't know what to get. And I love, love, love that experience, like for me and for that customer. Cause I love taking them around, not only the whole front of the shop, some people like if they really have an interest in me and you know, if, especially if the, if the, the back of my house is clean, which, you know, it is yeah. a majority of the time, but sometimes you've got orders and stuff like that and a lot of stuff going on in the back. But if, you know, if somebody shows some interest in me, I love showing them the back, right. The smoker, you know, my coolers, how I how I do my jerky, how I do my sticks, you know, how I make my sausage, all the things that I do. Um, I love doing that, right? So
0: this I lo- this years, first year this was a
1: music oh, to my God. ears. Oh, I know, but you gotta come. I can't wait for till you're I'm, back in the area, man. Oh, I'll be back.
0: I'm gonna be back yeah. here for uh, my tenure.
1: Oh well, is that this is- this year?
0: That's this year. I'll have to come through. Maybe what's we'll the, do a little hey, what's
1: the date? What's the date? I gotta write that down and right check something afterwards.
0: Weekend of May nineteenth.
1: I think somebody just asked me to do something that day too. May nineteenth. Okay, I'm I I'm coming a little early. You know, I love I love later. my children's. I love my children's, but I hope I don't have them that weekend so I can go spend Saturday night out there with you. Oh, absolutely, brother. Got yeah, yeah.
0: And I'll come yeah, by the sure. and I'll come by the old butcher shop.
1: Yeah, dude, come by. We'll. I'll get a package put together for you for the weekend. You know, just for what? grilling out and cooking and whatnot.
0: Oh yeah. What's Wyatt's favorite cut of steak? Ah,
1: uh, you know, I would have to say um, I loved, I don't know, man. It, I love a short rib. Short rib. Um, Can't be. But a... you know, that's a slow braising type of a meat. You want that to be like pull apart shred. That's not like something like you cut up with a knife and eat like a steak. I mean you can if you want to, but the way the fibers the way just everything about that piece screams simmer me slowly and pull me apart. And yep. when you do that right, it is so good. Oh yeah. So I, I I don't know. I would have to say that or um I love I love a good skirt steak. Uh And, you know, you can't beat a porterhouse. I mean, everyone's like, I love a ribeye. I love a ribeye too, but I like, I can get a New York and a filet mignon on one steak with a porterhouse. I mean, that's, for me, that's the ticket. Like, you know, getting both those two types of meat, I'm okay with that.
0: Money in the bank. The brother, we
1: got
0: got the butcher shop going strong. Yep,
1: yep yeah yep. Okay. Wife so now, and the kid on now there. to the- be- yeah the beautiful wife with a kid on the way there's there's a good story to this it's uh I mean it's like um i I'll write stuff down in my notes every once in a while like you yeah. know a couple years back too your boy here wanted to do his own podcast but ended up you know falling into this butcher shop business and that really on, that really took a you're lot now. out of me yeah no, I'm loving this this is fun, I fun. Bet. but anyway um i i was told that this could be a love story written in a novel or a movie like literally the way that we know each other it's through my parents i mean our i should say our parents my father and her father were uh, you know great friends some of the like, best of friends since they were like 17 You know they've known each other for a long time. You know, and then we started going on family vacations, and (laughs) what's what's that's that's I think five family vacations together as families, right? And my wife, my now wife, is there. You know, on these family vacations, and I remember her on every vacation because she is just gorgeous, and I mean she was back then too. So it's like. For me, I remember, like, seeing her every time and just being like, oh, my gosh, this, this woman. Like, and I always, re- I always thought she was, like, 10 years older than me. Um, I've yeah. been told not to say how many years older she is than me, but she is a, a little bit older than me. Cougar. Um, so... <laughs> That's the wrong one. Uh, but she yeah. will tell you that she does not remember me whatsoever from those family vacations. So that's, that's great. Right. So, um, so, then you became a man. Anyway, yeah. a yeah, butcher. Yeah. So, so long story short, she, you know, graduated uh, college, you know, worked in some different companies in Mexico and then she wanted to, um, she wanted to come to the States and work somewhere in the States. Her and yeah. her family are from Mexico. So, um, um. You know, she reached out or had her father reach out, you know, ask my father, hey, is there anywhere, you know, maybe you could help Marianne get a job, you know, come in with a work visa, this, that, and the other. And my father ended up helping her out, uh, getting her a place to work at Fairlife in Chicago. And oh, yeah. so I remember my dad telling me he was going to the airport to pick somebody up. Um, Don't remember who but I was just sitting at home at this, at this point I'm, you know, I'm long separated from the mother of my children. You know, I'm, I'm a single guy at home. i sitting there, honestly in the kitchen with my best friend, you know? Right. And we're shooting shit. Not looking and for love. This, out there.
0: No, not, not looking for love. Or not, not thinking it was coming to get just you. One
1: of the boys shooting just the shit,
0: shooting the shit with the boys.
1: And, and it didn't come looking for me either. Um, uh, you know so uh, but we'll get there, how to go chase her. i hear the, I yeah i hear the door open and you know i hear my dad talking in spanish and so i kind of like round the corner and i see my dad and i go over to walk and you yeah. know i'm gonna help take the luggage of this guest you know to whatever gentleman should gonna stay in right just yeah, yeah yeah dad raised me right right so yeah um and she kind of comes into frame from behind him. And I was just like, I immediately recognize her. Right. But like, she's only prettier and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Right. So I go give her, I give her a hug. I say, hi, how how are you? It's so nice to see you. Um, And she goes to bed. Right. And my friend happened to come out and, and say hi as well. And, and so when she went away, he was like, yo, who is, who's that? I was like, that, that is going to be my wife. He told the word for word that night. And, like, I – he he had to call her because she didn't believe this story. Like, once we got married, somewhere down the line, like, I told her this story. That, like, I told him that that night. The first night I saw her, like, again, after so many years of being on a family vacation, I think it was, like, a 12-year hiatus of seeing each other, right? And I say that the first night. And it took a lot of – like chase not I wouldn't say chasing it took like I I tried everything in my power I could to not be like not seem too thirsty to not like you know I'm sure I failed ethically. I, I uh, like I, I'm sure I, trying your best. I thought I'm I thought I was doing so good and like my wife like after you know after we started dating I just was like no like you were <laughs> you were horrible <laughs> it truly took me getting to really know you like for her to really like kind of fall for me right so um but after like That's you know, amazing, a couple months bro. of just being her friend um you know making up stories saying because she was living in chicago at the time which is like an hour and 15 from my house yeah and i w- i would say hey i'm in chicago doing this and this do you want to grab dinner and she'd be like, yeah. yeah right and sure. i was not doing anything in chicago i literally would just drive up you just drove, so chicago. just just she yeah, at a meeting, uh, to... I thought I'd be able to come yeah. say hi. <laughs> exactly. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I was infatuated with it, man, and still am. And uh, I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, long story short, um, we started dating. And, you know, we didn't date that long before we got engaged because we were a part of that whole generation, which is going to be such a funny story. So many people are going to have the same exact story to tell their kids right mom dad how did you guys get married like or how how did this all happen for us i think i want to say we were together for like a little over a year like only like a year and two months we were together before we got engaged but that year and two months that we were together we started dating in like october-ish of like before pandemic right so you know pandemic hits uh and she's up in chicago and like she was coming and staying with me because she doesn't have to work but like the the nail in the coffin for her to like get rid of her apartment in chicago was the like when riots started happening like we were like okay you got to get out of chicago like this is done like you we can't be up there a single woman by herself like i i i can't handle that so yeah she eventually moved down here with me um all with this all with this job unfolding and kind of having an idea of like hey well like you know you know you can you know maybe you know do something there if if, if this doesn't work back you know she's she's working remotely at the time right so right like a lot she of people used to work remotely you know while while i go start working this job right and so i'm working for this guy for a long time and you know now it's like November, December, and my dad calls me one day on my lunch break and he's like, because my, my wife went home to visit her family yeah, uh, like the last week of November and yep. she's going to be gone for like a month and my dad right. calls me and he goes, hey you know, now that she's not around we can have this conversation When you know, what when are you going to when are you going to pop the question? I was like, well I don't know. Like, oh, pop! I really I mean, want to pop. I, I really want to pop the question. You said, "Are you ready?" And I said, "Oh yeah." I said, "I'm really ready." I mean, like <laughs> I said, the point I was trying to get about COVID was, I mean, you were you were almost forced to live together, and you found out really quick if you were if you were going to succeed as a couple or you were going to crumble.
0: Right. Oh and like, yeah. That's
1: what I meant earlier. Like I, I don't mean to stray from it, but that like there's going to be such so an interesting story to tell. The same story. Oh, we got married because you know we we, we ended up getting forced to live together. And we realized how much we love each other. And like, we actually got really, we got engaged really quickly because we learned you know, a lot. We skipped real all quick. these normal, you skip all these normal steps of living with each other. Right. Like, right. I mean, 24... you, you usually wait time, you know, you, you give each other keys to each other's apartments. Then you finally make this decision to live together. And like, all that was thrown out the window. It was just like, no, you've got to come live with me. If we're going to see each other all the time. Oh yeah. So, like well, you know, if it just happens. It happens so quick. So anyway, fast an forward. She's she's in in Mexico with her family. My dad's asking me about this marriage thing, and I said, "Yeah, I'm ready." Yeah. He goes, "Okay, well then." He goes, "You know, as as an engagement, gift, yeah, If you're gonna if you're gonna ask her to marry you, you know, right, get the ring, and we're gonna go. We'll go down to Mexico and surprise her on Christmas Ooh. Eve, and." You know, so he's like, But if you're gonna do this, you gotta do it the right way, right? And so i you're uh, a gentleman. You know, I knew I knew what he meant. Hung okay. up with my dad, I called her dad, you know, I said, Hey, this is what I'd like to do. Do you think we can make this happen? You know, obviously I asked first, do I have your blessing, right? He said, Of right. course. And then I said, Do you think we can make this happen? We're gonna we wanna fly down, you know, and come in the night of the twenty fourth where they have their Christmas that night. And, and where where in Mexico? Them. Uh Torreon, which is in Good part, Wawila or something like. Pardon me if I'm messing that up. Babe, don't kill me. Um,
0: well, you're an Indian
1: person. You, yeah, man. I'm, I'm a gringa Yeah, gringa. um Me too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for <laughs> sure, buddy. We so went to surprise. We <laughs> went
0: to the surprise, buddy.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Quick side story and the surprise. We all went as a family, right? Including yep. my brother-in-law to be who my sister was engaged to already uh you know we all are on a small private plane right and this is no like right high-end no this is a small private plane that seats eight and we're like nine and a half tight squeeze and dude i'm i hate uh, side note about me i hate flying um not a big fan of it especially in small planes um And so I'm in the middle in the front row and I can see right out, I can see both pilots and I can see right out the front of the window. And so we take off down this runway and one pilot, you know, the the one guy who's controlling something, the one guy who's controlling it is like asking like now, now, and he keeps asking now. And the other guy's like, no, not yet. And he's reading all the meters. And I'm just like, Oh my God, we're, we're getting dangerously close to the end of this runway. Right. And like, like finally like, at, race at the very near end the guy is just like now and he pulls up and this thing just bit, like scoots off the ground i mean one downwind and we would have been hitting the ground again and it was like funny. I mean, we barely after got, that? oh my gosh it was it was okay after that because you know allegedly somebody brought some edibles and and well, everything was okay oh yeah Another another shout out to um, East Coast Comics. We watched uh, out. Shane Gillis YouTube uh, Shane Gillis on the way God. there, and and we were like all everyone on edibles, which was a, a majority of the plane, was laughing their asses off on this. So we kind of forgot about the fact that we could die at any minute. Um, Can overweight be. plane. Yeah, no it was crazy. But we end up there s- surprise of her life like you know, I I went all full out suit and everything, you know. Sharp as a I've seen the fucking the only one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one that knew was her father and her brothers cuz they picked us up from the airport. So right. mom and sister and obviously my wife had no idea we were there and man it's just a great video. If you want to check it out, um you know, you can you can come stalk me. ID will be there. We'll, we'll get uh, a
0: we'll get a link to the old Wyatt ID. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. So, Otherwise, so uh, she said yes.
1: She said yes. Obviously, right? And oh, yeah. so now, fast forward. Here we are. Um, another two years later, going getting ready to go see her family again for Christmas this past Christmas, and uh, I come home late one night from dropping off my children. They live about an hour south of me, and. uh, Come into the kitchen, and the wife's just sitting there, you know, just minding her own. And she's like, "Oh, hey, babe, um, I got you something from Amazon."
0: Okay, Well, Amazon,
1: and I am dead. I am dead tired, dude. I'm falling asleep on the car ride home. Dead tired. And I open, I open this up, Mm -hmm. and it's two pregnancy tests. And we have been trying for like a year, a year and two months, somewhere in that period. And so, like, I am just like head over heels excited, right? I mean, I literally got love, so excited. I, I knew my mom was home for only like one more night before she headed back to PR. And right. I literally texted her right then. And I was like, hey, are you watching the football game tonight? And she was like, yeah, I'm about to turn it on. I was like, you mind if we come over and watch it with you? And we yeah. did the same thing with her. We did, you know, said so we got her like an Amazon package or something like that. She yeah. opened it up and freaked out, right? So, I mean, we blessing, we brother. were blessed with that. Yeah. And and we got to go home to her family in Mexico and like bring that as our Christmas present right so that was like such a wonderful gift for us and and not only like that it just the gift kept giving and I'm so blessed from God like I wanted nothing more than another girl like I love my I love my boys but the connection that you have as a father with your daughter it's just it's it's uh, hard to put the words yeah you can't compare it Um, and not only that uh but i really like my daughter's the type of daughter that like is like a mom already you know my some of my friends had kids a little bit later than i did so their kids are like half the age of mine yeah. and one of my best friends has a, a a daughter and last time we were hanging out you know he kept kind of getting worried because it was just it was just us dads hang a bunch of dads hanging out and right. uh kept getting worried looking after his daughter and i told him i was like, hey, dude, you don't, you don't need to worry. Like she, you know, she's with my daughter and my daughter is like a mom, dude. She's not going to let her do anything she shouldn't be doing. You know, I mean, it, she's that. the best. So like, I, I thought, you know, now I'm starting to try to have a kid. I hope it's a girl because my daughter deserves a little sister. Like she, yeah. just, she truly does. And she really wanted one, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I told her, I was like, Hey, if it's a boy, you have to understand, like, you know, you, it, keep you it can going. you can you can raise him different. You can help raise him differently. He doesn't have to be like your brothers because her Man. brothers are like they're you they're, let, they're two boys. They're, they're boys through and through. Boys are oh, boys my are boys. lord.
0: Boys will be boys. The same.
1: My lord. I mean, they they are
0: they're identical
1: boys. twins. I mean, they're they are one and the same. Like literally. I mean, we. It's funny, like. Yeah. You couldn't tell them apart for so long when they were real, when they were infants. And uh, until eventually one of the boys got a freckle on his foot. And yep. so like, you know, then people started saying, Finally oh, I know them. they'd be like, well, that's, Car- that's, that's Carson and that's Raylan. And I'd be He's like, the freckle. well, you, you, you saw the freckle. Right. And people were like, no, 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 no. So then I started going to families' houses with, I would put a big Sharpie mark on each one of them in the same spot. And then Perfect. nobody could figure out which one was which again. And I was like, oh, yeah,
0: yeah you guys I love knew.
1: That. Yeah, I know. I was always messing with them when it came to that. So, um, yeah, every everyone was really excited. Like, the, the boys weren't as excited when it was a girl. But my daughter and I, like, went bananas when we found out it was a girl. Like, I think uh, you've been to the clubhouse. that has got, like, very high ceiling. Oh, yeah. I threw her. It must have been 12 feet in the air. Like, Like I mean, I tossed her the fear in her eyes because she was so high in the air. Where like it was that's all I can remember seeing. Like, and then she came back down, and her and I just started like laughing and crying hysterically because we were gonna have a girl. It's a beautiful. I I didn't even. I don't think I even gave my wife a hug until like three or four minutes into celebrating. Like we're having a girl, like (laughs) because I was so excited about it with my daughter. So,
0: I love it so much. Yeah. Brother yeah. Wyatt, I do. Unfortunately, I know we could probably do a, a novel. Or a, yeah. We could do a multiple-part right. series. There,
1: there's no, no, there's a part man? two down
0: the road in Texas. Oh, or maybe up in Old Indiana. Butcher Shop, a proper shout-out. So where can we show some love to you or to the Butcher Shop?
1: You know, uh, you can show some love on uh, Instagram at uh, Market. At um, yester
0: years, yeah. March.
1: Uh, yep, and then you know my Instagram is Wyatt McCloskey. Um, <clears throat> That's a good one. Me, glad to have you.
0: Well, Wyatt, man, hell of a time. Love catching yes,
1: up. It was, man, great time.
0: We uh we got many good times ahead of us, brother, and for sure I'll be seeing you up in the good old cornfields of Indiana. In about I hope so. Two, three months.